0: He's back and shows up at the political at the conservative political action com- conference. Uh, the House has decided it's time to spend a crap load of money. Smart kids are being banned in Boston and books are being burned in a- at Amazon. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. Um, I actually have a video online. Uh-oh. We'll have to see how this works. Uh, this is actually a big test ground for me. So I'm actually recording this both as a podcast and as a video cast. Now, I can't lie. Probably the podcast is going to be the most comfortable for me. So if you see my eyes going back and forth, I actually do look at a, uh, you decide to watch the video on YouTube or on Rumble. I don't know how long I'd last on YouTube. I'm I'm considering how many views I get, probably not very long, but do not be shocked if a lot of these don't end up there. So the podcast is going to be my primary source because the podcast is audio on YouTube and Rumble. It's not video, and the chances are less likely that I'm going to be banned. So but I do have show notes. I, I sit back and I do look at these things and um, so you'll notice I actually look back and forth and you can actually see what I'm doing. So this is not going to be a thing. you know, you, you can actually know how much I'm reviewing my show notes and how much I'm actually doing real, talking, just talking out my butt. So you can see this. So Donald Trump held his first speech since he lost the presidency in uh, 2020. And he did it at the uh, CPAC, which stands for Conservative Political Action uh, uh, Committee. Um, They have a conference every year. It's a fantastic conference. Most of the most conservative folk actually show up there of course there were things there were things people who didn't show up ben sastin show up uh, mike penston show up and more than likely it was because of donald trump but it was held in anyway I, i go back it it was held in florida um and it was a great conference it was actually a really good conference I didn't see a lot. I spent a lot of time watching the... I spent a lot of time actually watching just Trump's speech. I did get to see Dan Bongino, who's one of my favorites. I got to see uh, the the governor from Florida speak, Ron DeSantis. That was a great speech. I saw Ted Cruz speak. That was a great speech. I thought with all of the banning of things, I was going to have a lot harder time finding these, but Fox News played it all. And so did YouTube. I was really surprised about this. But President Trump's speech is what I really wanted to see, because I was curious to see if he was going to F this speech up. I won't lie. I thought he was going to F this speech up. Well, for the most part, it was actually a really good speech. Now, some of the things he said, Let's go over some of the things he said. He committed the Republic, he committed to the Repu- Trump, committed to the Republican Party, and denied that he was going to start a third party. Remember we talked about last week, there was this rumor that there was going to be a third party called the Patriots Party started. Uh, that has been debunked. So it, it's not going to happen. There's not going to be a third party. Trump, and this was really smart of him, I mean the numbers say it. If you split the Republican Party into two parties, this is not going to work. I you're going to have 50% that are going to be right-wing conservatives and then you're going to kind of be in the middle that are love the Patriots Party or vice versa. It, it's just it's not going to work. They'd be there'd be infighting between the Republicans and the Uh, Patriots Party, whatever, it wasn't going to work. One of the things that President Trump, and he did say this in his speech, one of the things I need to do is we need to fix the Republican Party. That includes includes rhinos, and we're going to talk about this later, but that includes rhinos, and if you can see, I'm almost Italian, but I'm not, I'm German, Irish. I use my hands a lot. It includes rhinos, which are Republican in name only, and... The uh, squishes like Mitt Romney, who even Mitt Romney said that if Trump ran in 2024, he's going to win. So that's what needs to be flushed out. Ben Sass, who really, it really hurts with Ben Sass. I liked Ben Sass, but Ben Sass became a never Trumper. And I'm sorry, we're going to have a problem with that. And one of the things I think the Republican Party, when it comes to squishes and rhinos and never Trumpers, and okay, what's the difference? Uh, Rhino is Republican in name only. That's Mitt Romney. They are actually John Roberts of the Supreme Court. They're Republicans. They say they're Republicans, but they do everything that the liberals want. And liberals, I'm not talking about the left. I'm talking about liberals. You've got squishes, who are too afraid to do anything about it. Mitch McConnell, I would consider a squish. And then you've got never Trumpers. They just hate Trump. That's Ben Sass. I would even say to a small extent, it is, or um, Megan McCain would be a never Trumper. Um, the gal who is giving. Republicans a lot of heartache right now, even though most people don't support her. She's a never-Trumper. What is her name? I can't remember. But so those are the folks. We as Republicans need to get rid of, to expel folks like that and let them go to the left. So these people really don't have that kind of heavy weight. Ben Sass, for example, knows he's going to be primaried. Utah is a red state. He knows he's going to be primary. He's retiring. So when he talks crap, I really don't care. But here's the problem the Republicans have is sitting back and saying, but people like Mitch McConnell, who are squishes, they seem to keep getting elected because they know how to get elected. That's part. Mitch McConnell is part of the swamp. And Mitch McConnell, we need to have replaced. He's a Kentucky uh, uh, senator. He needs to be replaced. But we'll we'll have to see. And we have to teach people how to deal with this stuff. But I don't know. We'll have to see. By the way, I have to shut my ass up or else we'll be here all day. He talked about the successes of his administration. By the way, all his successes... I've listed multiple times in previous podcasts. All his successes should be what Trump's writing on. He contrasted his successes with Joe Biden's failures in the last month. Joe Biden has cost about America about 20,000 jobs already. If you look at the uh, XL pipeline, he's cost 11,000 jobs right there. The border wall, that's another 4,000 jobs. I, I, right off the bat, you've got to say, I mean this guy doesn't give a damn his little excuse that oh well these guys can learn how to make solar panels which looking at Texas never worked I, this is just a sad excuse. he's costing American jobs right now. he he can't he talked about uh, culture directly. He talked about cancel culture. This is uh, by the way, him talk, Trump talking about culture directly is important because this is the problem Republicans are actually having right now and conservatives. It's the culture. And we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. So let, let me not digress. Let me keep going forward. He talked about cancel culture and how evil cancel culture is. And cancel culture is evil. Speaking of cancel culture, remember I talked to you about uh, the canceling of, says, of um, Dr. Seuss? Yeah, I'm ahead of the curve. Fox News is talking about it now. If you see any reflection on my eyes, I am watching the news right now. So it's all on mute and things like that. So I always want something exciting so I can sit there and say, oh, geez, we nuked uh, Iran. I want to be able to say it. Defunding the police and the implementation of law and order. This is a huge selling point, and this is a cultural problem. The embrace of globalism versus the America first philosophy. This is a huge problem. This is going to uh, 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 resonate with Americans. And the only thing globalism uh, resonates the only thing global is, only people who love globalism are leftists. Most Americans do not love globalism. You ever wonder why we're giving COVID shots to Spain or COVID shots to Italy? That's globalism, and we don't like it. COVID shots should be put in American arms. If we have anything left after we we ship it out. But it should not be. That's what the Biden administration is doing. Biden is already beginning to to sit back and embrace other countries over this country because he believes that we are one world. You know what the problem is with one world philosophy? Um, No one else is one world except the left. Everybody else, Italy, Germany, China, they all care about their own countries. We need to stop kneeling in front of these countries. I was going to say something worse. I I can't do it, especially on YouTube. Um, And and kowtowing to them. It's just a done deal. Oh, the embrace of socialism. This is something that's absolutely driving everybody crazy. What's wrong with capitalism? We've got socialism throughout the world and this is a heavy problem with a lot of people that own their own businesses. You want to you want to turn a farmer off, tell him that we're going to become a socialist government. Do you know why that's going to turn that farmer off? He's a capitalist. He's making his money based off the free market system. That's a good thing. You're going to lose the entire Midwest. But he's not selling to the Midwest. He's selling to New York. He's selling to Boston. He's selling to Los Angeles. He's selling San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, because they have the most people. Why do you think they're trying to eliminate the Electoral College? They don't give a damn if Duluth is having a pro- if doesn't agree with him. That's a big problem. Uh, <coughs> Trump pounced on the Equity Act. In other words. Trump destroyed the whole thing of gender. He said, it is garbage. We're going to have no um, uh, women's liberation. We're going to have, women will not even exist as a gender anymore because men can be women and women can be men. And he even said it. Why a biological man is doing sprinting or lifting weights against Biological women are fighting against biological men and biological women. It's common sense. That's what Trump was bringing up here. It's all about common sense. This is where we're going. He's going to win. Trump attacks these things which are, quote, uh, problematic, end quote, for a politician and says this isn't problematic this is just a problem this is how Trump got elected i'm sorry i'm skipping forward let's move on um he talks finally at the end of his speech he made clear that america was great it was exceptional and it was an example for the rest of the world it was the greatest thing that ever happened in human history The American dream, the American culture, the American philosophy, and it should be embraced and it should be loved. And he said that it wasn't just America philosophy, America as a philosophy, America as a civilization. It was Americans that made it. There is the big thing. He shows the love for the American. And that's really important. That's really important. That's what got him elected. By the way, it's so much easy. actually, I think it's very easy looking at this camera. It is very easy if you accept the dream to be an American. and Americans accept the dream and they they're out being Americans. They're out being capitalists. They're out being they're out being um, free, and they love their freedom. And he's basically telling you that these people, the Biden administration, all the moderation crap that he's been talking about for the last two years is crap. He's not moderate. He's trying to steal your freedoms away. This stuff resonates. There's that word that I just couldn't pronounce five seconds ago. This stuff resonates. It works. And this is what, why he is so popular today. One of the things I was worried about before the speech, um, I was worried that Trump would ponder too long on his loss during the last election. And now let's be very clear. Do I think there was, and I'm going to say this again, but now you can see me in the eyes. Do I think this Trump actually lost the election? I don't know. Do I think there were shenanigans? Yes. Yes. Do I think the Democrats tried to cheat in any way that they could possibly cheat? Yes, no question. Steven Crowder. Okay, I I, I actually, well, three. I actually subscribe to three different er, three different news sources. Daily Wire, which you know about as a matter of fact. Here's my leftist tears mug. So you know, I subscribe to the Daily Wire. I subscribe to Blaze TV because I love, um, I love Stephen Crowder. He was the reason, but there are a bunch of other people I actually love on that station, and I've subscribed to the Epic Times. Uh, so I, I subscribe to a lot of this stuff, and the problem with a lot of left wing outlets is right wing outlets is that they they do ponder on this stuff, Stephen Crowder is one of the ones that does the most. He actually drove a la- around Arizona, Nevada, and Michigan looking for illegal voting places, which means our illegal properties where people were supposedly living and they weren't. Guess what? He found about 50 of them. And that was just him and his brethren. He did not, he found all this crap and then today's episode which today is monday they actually found that people were changing the voter rolls the day after he announced it in their pod in their podcast/ a uh, vcast on youtube i actually subscribed to blaze so i don't bother with that stuff uh, uh, so yes i do believe there was some voter fraud Is it enough to overturn the election? Um, Maybe, maybe not, but maybe that's the route they should have gone. Uh, They didn't. Um, I do think it's odd that Pennsylvania basically broke their own voting laws that they had established, and that was not only unconstitutional via the U.S. Constitution, that their voter laws that they changed were illegal to their local constitution, I, I you put all this stuff together and the voting machines thing I don't know any, enough about and I haven't seen any evidence though. I don't know why voter machines are a thing. It should be paper. I also know that Democrats they wanted mail in balloting, they wanted no voter ID, they don't want signature verification, they fought against um audits audits and stuff like that all that put together really leads me to believe yeah this was a bs election we lost the election by the way to make you feel better this wasn't really the first election that was corrupted so let's get over it we win in 2022 we win again in 2024 we'll be okay so let's not really panic about any of this stuff it's not the pr- even if i think this election was completely stolen the idea is to make sure it's not stolen again. That's all. And it's not the first U.S. election that was stolen or contested or to this day, we really don't know what happened. So it's good. But here's the problem. We don't need Donald Trump to talk about that because he, for three months, he was just, four months, he was talking about nothing about that. He never talked about how good he did all the good things his administration did. He talked about how he got screwed in the last election. January 6th, the left has been... By the way, do you realize there have been five riots since January 6th and no one's talking about it? These riots are BLM and Antifa riots. No one's talking. They keep talking about the 400 people that attacked Congress. That's bad. Don't get me wrong. That's really bad. But... No, no, no buts. That's really bad. But you know what else as bad? Five Antifa and BLM riots since that January 6th, and no one's talking about it. I mean, glass windows. You realize in New York, they're actually boarding up windows right now because they're expecting a Antifa slash BLM riot. I'm reading Andy Noah's book. Um, let me grab it here. <laughs> Unmasked. Great book. You should read it. Yeah, Antifa and BLM are actually in bed together. As a matter of fact, Antifa is not as radical as BLM. BLM is far more radical than Antifa. Those groups are in bed together. And no one says anything when they do things. We're still hearing a month later about January 6th. Get over it. It wasn't that big of a deal. These were nut jobs. There are 250 out of the 400 or 500 that attacked or have been arrested and are looking at jail time. Get over it. But again, I'm diverging. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to get through This is going to be all I talk about tonight. Uh, I'll have to save the three stories for tomorrow. But Trump, I was afraid that Trump would bring this up because The problem with Trump bringing up that this whole thing was about screwing him out of the election so that he couldn't be president anymore would have appeared to be an extremely selfish move. This would have been bad for him. Because here's the thing. Trump does have a message, but Trump's message sometimes gets confused with it gets confused with the the real message that we should be getting into. Well, the good news is it was a 90-minute speech, and it was it was mind-numbing. 90 minutes for any speech, any political speech, where you're staring at the same guy for 90 minutes is mind numbing. The good news is he did go on that rant. He did. He went on that rant for about 20, 15 minutes, I think. And how I got screwed and blah, blah, blah. But it was at the end of the speech. It was literally at the very end of the speech. And I barely even recognized it. And then I said, I sat there and I told Josie, my fiance, I said, she's beautiful. I got to put a picture so you guys can see what, how gorgeous she is. But I have to ask her permission first. Um, I said, I, oh, I caught the last like five minutes of that part of the speech. And I said, oh, well, he did it. He did exactly what I said not to do, but he did it in this end of the speech. And I missed the first 10 minutes of that part. That's a great move. I also love the fact that most of the speech was off a teleprompter. And you could tell he does what I do where I've got bullet points on my computer and then I just start talking. The He actually had bullet points and you could see him looking at the teleprompter and then looking straight at the audience and talking for 10 minutes. It was really, really good. It was a good speech. It wasn't a great speech. It was way too long. He did bring up the selfishness, but that's Trump. And we've all come to kind of expect that from him. Um... And then finally, Trump the troll. (laughs) Trump the troll. Uh, A lot of people were wondering if Trump was going to say, I'm running in 2024. And that's going to be our next part here. Is he going to run in 2024? Well, he sat back and said, maybe. But he didn't say he would. And he said, maybe. He didn't say he wouldn't. He said he would be a main part of the political party, but he never said he would run. He never said he wouldn't. That's going to bring us to the next part of this podcast. And it's going to be, hmm, should Trump run? Right now it's 2020, 2021, excuse me. So we're not really in that position where we can sit there and make a decision on whether he runs or not. Oh, we we don't know. Should he run? Should he not run? But let's say it's 2022 or 2023. Does he run? That's not that far away. We're already in March of 2021. People are going to be running literally in six months. People are going to be joining Senate races. People are going to be joining gubernatorial races. We've got a race where Gavin Newsom is going to be overthrown. He's going to be kicked out of office, recalled from office. Uh, That's the problem with this political thing. The elections never, never, never stop. And this isn't stopping. It was a very positive speech. But let's take a look. Should Trump run again? That's a good question. So the question is, should Trump run again? That's the big question. And kind of mixed on this whole thing, here's the thing. We are in a civil war right now. I hate to tell you this, but we are in a civil war right now. For the most part, this is not a violent war. I don't want to get crazy and say it's not a violent war. When I say violent war, it's not about shooting. It's not about land. It's not a war against Florida and New York. It's a civil war of culture. Cancel culture, censorship, anti-racism, socialism versus capitalism, the destruction of the family, abortion are all part of the culture war. Right now, the, no Republican out there is fighting the culture role, war at all. They're not sitting back and stating that this is bad, this is good. They're, they're kind of wishy-washy when it comes to that. Examples of that would be like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is Ted Cruz fights the culture war about as much as he can. But have you heard? And I like Ted Cruz. I love Ted Cruz. But have you heard him say anything about the trans movement? No. He doesn't talk about the environment that much. What Ted Cruz attacks is fundamental rights from the Constitution. And that's what he did when he was uh, AG and when he was a lawyer. He, He did a lot of discussions in front of the Supreme Court about the Constitution, but he is not willing to fight the actual war that is out there. And that war is about the culture, whether a man is a man or a woman is a woman, even whether gays can get married, abortion, things like that. I mean, he brings up the things that are not really, not really unobvious, like you can't kill a baby after the baby's been born from a botched abortion and things like that. He, And you know where he stands on a lot of this stuff. But the problem is he's not willing to take on the tough parts, whether math should be considered white supremacist, about everyone being a white supremacist. He did one thing that really annoyed me, And when he went to Mexico, he apologized. Don't apologize. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. Don't bother. That's the culture war. Cancel culture. That's what this whole thing is about. Donald Trump has proven he is ready to fight in the civil war. He is ready to cause the problems for the left. And that's why the left hates him to this day. The left is trying to throw him under the bus, trying to throw him in jail. I mean, they just got his tax forms. They didn't give a good reason why they needed his tax forms. They were looking for a crime. Here's a newsflash. Lawyering101. You have a crime, and then you investigate to find evidence of a crime. You don't sit back and say... We need this stuff so we can find a crime. That's fruit of the poison tree. It's illegal. And by the way, his tax records have been looked at by the IRS for the last 40 years. So what's the thing here? The thing here is to get rid of Trump. That's what it is. Nothing more. Get rid of Trump. And this is part. He is willing to fight this. But... That doesn't answer the question, should he run again? Well, there's several reasons why he shouldn't. First off, he's 78 years old. He'll be 82 when he gets out of the presidency in 2028. No one has had a good um, record of running when they're that old. Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's. It wasn't a good thing. Um... Joe Biden, duh, he's going to be 82 if he, he's not going to make it. It, it, Joe Biden will be out in the next three months. I'm telling you right now, he is already being focused. So he'll be out in the next three months. Donald Trump, he already talks through his butt half the time. Do you really want him talking out his butt at 81 when he can't be reelected to presidency again? No, probably not. Trump creates his own conflicts. January 6th is an example. This was the this was a time period between the November 3rd election and January 6th that Trump just didn't keep his foot out of his mouth. Trump could have been could have kept doing what he wanted to do to overturn the election. But he kept sticking his foot as a mouth, in his mouth and tried to raise this I don't know, revolution thing. This was not a good look. All he had to do is, hey, look, I've lowered unemployment. I've come up with three vaccines. Um, we're already make, heading towards uh, herd immunity. I have moved Jer- uh, the embassy in Jerusalem. We've got peace deals in um the Middle East, which, by the way, Biden is trying to F up right now. All he needed to do is, I, I did what I promised you to do. I love you all. This is the greatest country in the world. All he had to do was that. He didn't. And I don't know. He lost a lot of sympathy from people. Because of January sixth, which is why January sixth, I thought if these people were conservatives, and I don't think they all were, um, that really hurt the cause. That really hurt the cause. I mean, like I told you, there have been five Antifa slash BLM riots since January sixth, and no one's talking. They're only talking about January sixth. Which, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, maybe you can correct me. We're the only right wing riots. And these were riots. These were evil. They were bad. All those people should be in prison. Uh, You know who should else be in prison? Antifa and BLM rioters. They're not getting thrown in jail because that's not what they do. And he also creates a moral argument against him just because of him. This is a guy who's been married three or four times. This is a guy who's cheated on every wife he had, including Melania. This is a guy who says that he loves God and everything, but he seems kind of like a secular guy. I mean, this is a guy who held up the Bible in front of a burned church, and they didn't point out that the church was burned behind him. They just pointed out the Bible was upside down, and he says, he says things that are very questionable. He's very hard. These arguments are a real reason why these arguments, these deficiencies about President Trump are a reason it's kind of hard to sit back and say that this guy should be president, that this is the guy that's leading. The problem is that the fight is more important than the person that is fighting, than the moral problems of the person that is fighting, and this is what a lot of right-wingers, including me, I'm a conservative, I I always said I was kind of libertarian, and I kind of am, but I'm on that borderline, say that, you know what, we need someone that's going to sit back. If they're going to be in the institution of the presidency, I want a guy like that. Yeah, I know, he's an adulterer, he's done some really iffy things. I also thought he was a left-winger at one point, and he's proven that he's absolutely not. But he's still a fighter. And that's what we need right now, a fighter. What if he does run? I don't see any problem. He won't have any competition from the Republican Party. No one will run against him. CPAC did a, a poll and said that he had 60, 70, 60% approval compared to DeSantis, who had a 20% approval, and everyone else was in second, uh, single digits. He is approved by the Re- Republican Party. Now, the CPAC poll doesn't mean beans, but I mean, it, it's still, conservatives like the guy. And I think the problem is, if we have a Republican primary, um, if we have a Republican primary, and Trump's not on board, we may have 30 Republican candidates. That could be a real problem because then they start tearing each other apart and they end up losing. Now, it didn't happen with the Democratic primary in, in 2020, in 2019, or 2020. So maybe it won't work out, but we'll see. Um, he continues to fight the culture war again Nobody else is doing so. If a Republican does not step up like a DeSantis or um, uh, a, uh, I, I can't even think of anyone. If they don't step up and try and fight the culture war, they have no chance. Because conservatives want the culture war fought. They need to fight the culture war. Finally, he's had a ton of success when he was president. The economy was booming. Our enemies were scared. Our economic enemy in China did not like him. All he has to do is sit there and say, because you think Joe Biden is going to fix China? He wants to rejoin the Iran deal. And the Iran, Iran has been nothing but a disaster. He, wants, he has already rejoined the Paris Climate Accord, and the Paris Climate Accord did nothing but screw American entrepreneurs. It, it screwed American workers. All he has to do is, look what I did, look what I did, look what I did. This is why no Republican would run against him. People like um, uh, people like the... I, I'm trying to think of who would run against him that would have any chance. But... Uh, People who are more squishy would not have a chance. People who ever disagreed with Trump would never have a chance because all he would say is, "Um, I did this, I did this, I did this. You've been in politics for how long and what have you done? And he'd win. Republicans essentially need to find a new fighter. They need to find a new fighter. They need to find someone who's going to sit back and say, no, this isn't a thing. And I, I, I'm really having a problem. I see a lot of Republicans I'd love to see run, but I don't see that fighter that's going to end up getting elected. Okay. That's it. I am, I'm already way over, so we'll have to talk about the other things from the introduction later. Uh, you can follow me on, uh, you can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me on Rumble at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can take a look at all the links to see if I was lying. This is Gene. Thanks for watching and listening to Dumbasses Talking Holland.